and welcome to the Experimentalist Podcast with me, Ogilvy Strait. This is a live episode of the fifth ever Halloween performance of Scurry McScurrington. Before the story begins, I want to thank Jama and Brad, Mindy and Johnny, Merritt, Jess, Kristen, and Jeff. And an extra special thanks to my man, Coxie the Chef. Also thanks to Samson Trin for adding melodica, and I can't say it enough, thanks to the members of the, well, for my money, the best damn David Bowie tribute band in Richmond, Virginia, Life on Mars. Rusty, Aaron, John, Boogie, and Will the Zhij Gorman, thanks for providing the background music for this live session. So, here it is. Kick back and enjoy Scurry McScurrington 5. Hello, 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 hello. So, there's this thing called the placebo effect. Pretty sure everybody knows what it is. But it's when you take something like a pill, some sort of, I don't know, injection, some gas maybe. And sometimes it could be real. Could have, actually have chemicals in it. Sometimes it doesn't. It's like filled with air or sugar, whatever. And the placebo effect is when you take the sugar one, but you still start feeling the effects. Now that's a thing, but the real thing is when you take something that you know placebo and you still start feeling the effects makes you start questioning things you ask yourself you ask yourself things that you usually skip over because you may feel like you already know the answer like am I really here right now am I Awake. Am I having a good time? And does all of this really make any sense at all? I'm going to tell you guys a story. This is a story about a guy named Johnny. Somebody that my friend Jenny told me about. Jenny's my dentist. And she met him when she had just gotten out of medical school. She started working at this orthodontics office in Church Hill. And this this office, they did uh, trials and things on different types of anesthesia methods. This one particular time they were doing these tests. And this anesthesia they had, they knew it worked. They knew it would knock people right the hell out. But what they were really interested in is what the experience was like when they were under. They didn't know if they were just blacked out, they didn't know if it was painful or pleasurable. So they ran these tests to find that out. Now legally, they had to do these placebo tests. 
they weren't interested in finding out if it really worked. So, when the people would come in for the placebo part, they would just sit them down, give them the gas. In this case, it was a gas that they were doing. And they would say, right after administering that, they would say, that was the placebo, thanks for coming in. You know, see you next time, get the next person in here. Just crank those suckers out because they wanted to get to the real test. Now they were doing these, I think placebo ones, but Jenny, my friend, she said it started to get weird. Like she could tell it was different than the normal tests that they were doing because more people were coming in. There was all types of people that looked sort of like scientists, medics, there was mathematicians calculating what was going on. There was ambulances and stuff like that nearby. And then people started coming in. They seemed like the top brass for this company. And everybody was just started milling about. People were bringing in all these weird machines and things were just cranking and clicking and sparking. Needless to say, things were getting pretty bizarre.
So things are getting kind of crazy, and this is when Jenny checks in this Johnny. And it's not this Johnny over here. It's not that Johnny over there. It's a whole different Johnny. But he comes in, he checks in, he goes and sits in this chair in an empty room. Jenny straps him up to a mask, pumps in the gas, and right then, takes the gas mask off, says, as a placebo, you know, thanks for coming in, get out of here. He's kind of upset because, you know, he, uh, he was looking forward to this little, you know, trip down a little fuzzy memory lane to things he used to do back in the day that would make his mind just kind of go, whoa, boom, and stuff like that. But it wasn't going to happen today, so he was disappointed and he takes off, goes outside. Now this is when it kind of gets weird because he gets outside and he's looking around and knows it's kind of bright. I mean, like, it's brighter than normal on a nice sunny day and things just keep getting brighter and brighter. Things are like little, little kind of firefly things are popping around everywhere. And it just keeps getting brighter and brighter. So he can't make anything out. He's just surrounded by whiteness. And the brightness just keeps going until he flashes out completely. And opens his eyes, wakes up, he's right there in the chair. Whoa, that was kind of weird. Doctors are like, Hey, uh, what happened? What, you know, what went on? He's like, nothing. I just got up, and you guys told me it's a placebo, and you know, now I'm here. I don't really get it. And they were like, no, no. You got the gas, and you went out. I'm not talking blacked out. I'm talking you straight up disappeared for like 20 minutes. Where did you go? He starts feeling all these fuzzy, weird feelings, and now his vision is getting a little more darker and darker until completely everything blacks out.
doctors there so he starts reaching around he knows there was lights above him like kind of those lights that the dentist used to look into your mouth and he's reaching around and he grabs one of them he starts shining it around the room to try to find where the doctors are and he spins around behind him where the doctors were and that's where he noticed that their bodies are not there anymore but that he sees standing up from the ground just skinless fleshless skeletons coming toward him from behind him start walking in his direction and he he's terrified he cannot believe what he's seeing so he tries to escape he turns around and runs with all the force that he has but his body is moving like he's running through thick syrup or something like that he can barely get the strength up to move inches at all. But these skeletons, they're kind of just there, chattering bones and everything, and they're coming at him. You can tell they're not friendly, not friendly at all. But they're not moving fast either. So he engages in this long, super slow motion chase.
still about an inch behind him, and he reaches his door that says, danger, keep out, employees only, don't come in here, don't do something stupid, turn around now, skeletons are better than this door, and he goes in the door to avoid the skeletons. And what he, what he sees when he gets in there is this electric orb in the center of the room. It's blue. It's kind of calming, but it's also a furious energy. There's lightning bolts shooting from it. It also has this crazy, intense gravitational pull that starts sucking him in closer. And as he gets closer and closer to this orb of energy, he notices that there's this figure standing right beside it. The figure is calm. It's welcoming to him. So he gives up on the struggle and he lets himself get sucked into the orb by this figure. Once he's inside the orb, all his body splits apart into all of the individual molecules that it is made up of, and it spreads out across the entire universe, and sucks back in, and becomes his body again. And at this point, he realizes that he's now wearing a suit. It's a spacesuit. And he looks down at his hand, and he's holding the figure's hand that was standing beside him. And he looks at him, and he realizes who it is. It's the one, the only, David Bowie.
All right, at this point, it's weird in space, too, because there's these vacuums where he has these moments where he feels like he's hearing all this stuff, and then all of a sudden, it just, like, disappears. But, you know, it happens. And, and during one of these moments, Bowie shoots him off to the farthest point of the galaxy. And they loop around Pluto. And then they go straight up Uranus. <laughs> Towards Jupiter. Back through Saturn, and then they reach this one planet. The planet is, looks a little pink, but it could be red. I'm not sure what, what planet that is. What, what planet are you? Mars, baby. <laughs> Bruno Mars. Nice. I just get back to this line. You know, me and me and this girl Venus, we've been uh, we've been hanging out. She's cool. She's all right. She's a little blue right now. So I was hoping uh, hoping David could uh, could help us out. I think I see Venus coming right now. Hey, Venus. Baby, let's dance.
his cat. And he's like, Bowie, I love being here with you. You're the man. But how do I get back home? And Bowie's like, I'll send you there right now. Bam! <laughs> nice. And he wakes up back in the chair again, right there with the doctors. And they're like, all right, what was it like? You know, you're here for this test. Tell us what the deal is. And he starts going, hmm. He can't really put it into words. So the only thing he can say is, I don't know exactly what happened. So the doctors go, well, you know what might refresh your memory? How about you come back tomorrow and we try to do this all again? Johnny thinks for about one half of a split second and he's like, yeah, I think I, think I could do that. And they're like, cool, and we'll pay you. So Johnny gets up, starts leaving the doctor's office, strutting his stuff a little bit, feeling great, rolls outside, the sun is perfect. He's feeling at the top of his game, and then this one song kicks in to his mind.
All right, thanks everybody. That was very much five. Thank you guys.